the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. It's Taco Tuesday. I haven't had a taco yet, but I'm looking forward to it just when the show is over. You know what I'm also yummy for? It's always spicy. It's always yummy. It's always good for you, full of nutrients, and it goes down easy, except when uh, you get in some harsh talk, which you oftentimes need. Of course, I'm talking about my sidekick. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. (laughs) You know, I've never seen them put broccolini in a taco before, but that would be pretty cool. It could work. Look, uh, Korean tacos put all kinds of interesting, you know, uh, ingredients in it. Which is why... Yes, you've never seen like Korean, um, you know, barbecue taco trucks. I've seen KBBQ, but never Korean tacos. The, wow, uh-huh. what? Yeah, I'm telling you, and people made fun of me for a ham and cheese taco. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> hey, I'll eat anything rolled up in a tortilla. All right, we got to bring our friend Gary Quackabush in on the fun because he always makes me laugh and he eats good tacos. He, he's always recommending this place up in his hood where he goes and, and gets good tacos. So you can go to Gary Quackenbush for all kinds of advice, as well as knowledge on where the wacky laws are in the country. Welcome back to the show, Gary Quackenbush. All right, Andrea, my friend. I'm just glad to be here on Taco Tuesday. And yeah, Taco Tuesday, you should go to Yesenia's up in Karma Mountain Ranch. Best tacos. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to get there yet, but I'm getting hungry for it. Um, I'm in need of some laughs. We've had some we've had some bad news going on with our government the past few days. Gary Quackenbush, so much so to where we had to have some laughs at Elbowgate, where Kevin McCarthy allegedly elbowed Tim Burchett in the back. Um, so that's how in need we are. When we're laughing about Elbowgate, we're in need of some humor. And nothing makes me laugh more than laughing, continuing to laugh at our government, particularly for ridiculous, stupid laws that they have managed to get on the books. You have anything for us this week? No, all the laws are. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for the letdown. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I I think laws are good. I think now that. The tax extension deadline goes to this Thursday and the government's going to shut down on Friday. And then to make sure the government doesn't shut down, they're looking for interim stopgap measures. And so they go, you know what we should do? There are two. This is so smart. Okay. And then I'll give you some funny stuff. They sit down and Congress goes, I know what we should do. 
there are two branches, there are two organizations in the federal government that make money. One is the DEA, they don't have a budget, and the IRS. And the IRS mm. gets money. We should take $14 billion from the IRS budget and just call it good. Because you should always take money away from the hand that feeds you. The only organ the only part of the federal government that actually collects money, that actually earns their pay, take money from them and tell them to earn to get more money, collect more money on less. I think it's hilarious the stupidity of where they start to go and rob money from cracks me up. So Well, except yeah. except I here's where we might disagree because I don't think we should be paying income taxes at all. Uh, until they cut the spending entirely off the 34 to, and, mm. and reduce us from 34 trillion in debt, I say they need to figure that out before they come to us hardworking Americans for another dime. But that's just me. That's interesting. I suppose you could suspend the salaries of Congress. Everybody in Congress just suspend mm -hmm. their salaries so they don't get paid until. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Get rid of the Department of Education. Get rid of uh, Department of Energy. I got a whole bunch of departments we can get rid of. We certainly don't need to spend three hundred fifty million dollars on a new Taj Mahal for the FBI. Um, but I mean, we you know that's 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 just my who am I who am I to disagree with Gary Quackenbush? I don't know. No, that's fine. I just don't think they, you know, it's like, it's like firing. I hear what you're your, saying though. It, yeah. It's like firing your, your collection department, the department in your office. Yeah, gotcha. that, that's the one that does the hard work and collect. I mean, I deal with the IRS all the time. I'm not on their side. I'm not, I'm on the opposite side of the fence. I mean, for the first, you know, two thirds of my career, that's what I did is I was, I dealt with collections, IRS collections, and I hate with the way that the power they have, but mm -hmm. The bottom line, if somebody's, you know, somebody in the government's got to collect the $13 trillion dollars in taxes, legitimate or illegitimate, somebody's got to feed the animal, you know, because the government is addicted to taxes. You got to collect mm -hmm. them from somewhere. And just to me, it's, it's like, and I'm not saying, you know, go after the bums, but the tax gap is, is, I can't remember what the tax gap, something like $90 billion in unpaid taxes out there. I mean, legitimately mm -hmm. owed, calculated, based on the codes, blah, blah, blah. There's like $90 billion that the IRS has not been able to collect. Well, like, you know, I pay my fair share way more than I think mm -hmm. I should, but it's like, there's still that money out there. And, it's, and, and so take away the money from the organization, the only organization that actually generates income in the government. It just seems stupid. It just I seems gotcha. really silly. Got to be right. other ways to do it. Not that I like taxes. I I know taxes are the price we pay for a civilized society. I just didn't want that much civilization, I guess. Gotcha. But I will tell you, though, some of the stuff that we've been getting are really – the government spends money in great ways, tongue-in-cheek here. Like, for example, in El Monte, okay, El Monte, the town of El Monte, they mm -hmm. actually came up with a municipal code. And, you know, municipal codes are super cheap to make. You know, they have to have the the organizations that put them together. They have to, you know, draft it and spend, you know, two or three hundred thousand dollars or more to put a municipal code together. And they wanted everybody to know that you cannot use sandboxes as an ashtray <laughs> because that's not obvious, <laughs> you know. But and you I know what? They should bring a law for cat. That same thing. El Monte should. It, they should continue. They should go one step further, and they should say, "Cats, you shall not use sandboxes as a potty." See, <laughs> and then they should go, and it's illegal for you dogs to poop in the park. I think they could go further. I really do. 
And, well, and, you know, and, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. They could be having a problem with people putting their ciggies out in the sandbox because kids don't make uh, ashtrays in, you know, in class in, in school anymore like they used to. I mean, remember back. <laughs> this is how messed up we used to be as a country. You probably don't even know this, Sesame Broccolini, but back like in my generation, <laughs> people, so many back. people smoked. Kids used to make ashtrays at school to bring home. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. Yes. <laughs> Kids used to go make ashtrays at home for their parents. And parents used to <laughs> Hello, that's what the their, ceramics their class kids. was for. Daddy needs a stogie tray. Yes, grandpa has to put his pipe on something. So you make these really cool clay things. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. And and but, cars, sesame broccolini, cars had ashtrays in them. What? I yes, mean, I know about the, the lighter thing for the cigarettes, they, yeah. right? They still have ashtrays. They just don't call them that anymore. That's what that thing is. That little <laughs> box under the cigarette lighter, that's the ashtray. Oh, okay. All right. I know. All right, it's what still else there. Yes. So right, crazy. So I just, yeah, the whole law process, I think it just, it just cracks me up. And the stuff they come up with. I mean, in Chico, I mean, this is really upsetting. You can't even produce a nuclear weapon in Chico. It's illegal. <laughs> You can't even produce a nuclear weapon delivery system in Chico for crying out loud. I just don't even understand because up in that area, evidently we've got, you know, labs that are working on, you know, COVID and other and other things that are killers. <laughs> so why can't you build a nuclear bomb? I mean, I don't understand. It's might just, as well. This just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you might as well. You know, what's the difference? Mm. They're both working on ending civilization at, or at least a part of it. So there you oh have it. God. And you know what? And, you know. They're 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 making lab grown meat in California because evidently cows are, you know, going to destroy civilization as well. So, you know, if you can have cows, why can't you build nuclear bombs? Because evidently they both kill off civilizations. Oh, my gosh. OK, read the book Empire of Pain and you're going to be talking even louder than you are. Have you read Empire okay. of Pain? No, I've heard of it, though. You're the second yeah. person to recommend that book to me. Because it's it's new, it's recent. It literally, the Sackler dynasty just barely fell, and it is. My wife and I just finished listening to it, and and and, and you'll love this. It's my wife okay. Cheryl. She's a darling. She's super smart. She okay, reads this so book. So she's and the she smart said, one in the family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> she said, if I had read this book before the pandemic, there is no way I would ever have gone in. And gotten a vaccination because mm. it talks about how the whole drug industry works and why and who makes yeah. the money. And literally it goes through and you just look at it and go, we are being yeah. duped. And when my yep. sister, who was a nurse for 40 years, she was a nurse for like 35 years and she became a litigation consultant. She said, I regret what I did as a nurse. She said, for 25 years, I was a drug dealer. That's all I wow, that's all quite a revelation. Did. 25 years, everything was take this drug, take that drug, take this drug, take yep. that drug. And she says, and now I realize we were killing people with the drugs, but we were, we were, but we were in this certain department where it was getting rid of their symptoms and they were feeling better of the disease that we were trying to cure. We were just killing him in the other areas. So it's like, you read this book and go, oh man, we are getting so duped by the whole thing. Anyway, yeah, I'm glad. No, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. there was a hearing yesterday. Marjorie Taylor Greene had a hearing on uh, the COVID shot injuries, and they had to have it as a field hearing because the Republican Party would not have a full committee hearing of it. 
uh, Matt Gates says because most of the Republicans uh, get a lot of ca- their campaign, got, you know, their campaigns are pretty much funded by big pharma. And, you know, what they revealed in that hearing yesterday was pretty much what, you know, Naomi Wolf and others had found in digging through the Pfizer data and others is that they just all completely lied to us. And, um, you know, from the miscarriage rates, you know, one doctor who was there, OBGYN, said she typically has 25 births a month and uh, the miscarriage rates are uh uh, upwards of have, have increased by a hundred percent. She now has, you know, 25% of, uh, you know, pregnant women are having miscarriages. Um, the, the mortality rate of infants is just sky high. Uh, in one high. year alone, we had almost 1300 athletes, uh, die suddenly, Typically, uh, that in one year, I think it was twelve hundred. Typically, it would take decades to have that many, you know, sudden deaths of athletes. I mean, it's just, and it's all because of these shots. And so now they're able to come out with all these and all these heart issues. And now they've uh, big farmers coming out with drugs to treat the heart symptoms that they created. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue with um, Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law on news you can use. <laughs> So we haven't gotten actually to that portion of the program. So we're going to get there. We come back. Don't go away. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Only have a landline. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, continuing in our News You Can Use segment with my buddy GQ Law, Gary Quackenbush. Um, we we were covering all the bases in that, that uh, last segment with you, Gary Quackenbush. We were having some laughs, and then we got real serious talking about Big Pharma. And uh, we got to continue this serious discussion um, as we shift into estate planning next week, I was talking to uh, GQ during the break because Bob Walters brought up last week on the show. If you guys remember, uh, there's a petition going around that has to do with Proposition 13 and a death tax. And so we're going to talk about that next week because I know that you guys wanted some follow up on that. And my bad, I should have mentioned that to GQ before this week. Um, but but we will be talking about that next Tuesday. Um, there's always something you got to be thinking about and you got to be preparing for, for your own sake, as well as your family members. And it doesn't matter. You may think that it doesn't apply to you because you may think your estate's really small. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't matter how big your estate is. There's always taxes and things and issues to deal with. Right, Gary Quackenbush? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing that that I, I've had kind of this really funky week um, because so my mom's my mom's birthday was yesterday. She would have been eighty eight. Uh, my mm. mom's, you know, so that and then my dad's birthdays and uh, was in May, and he would have been eighty eight. My my dad died around my mom's birthday. My mom, my dad died at Thanksgiving two years ago. Uh, my father in law died about a year ago. My mother in law, we just did her ninetieth birthday this past weekend. So I've been had this whole thing going in my head, you know. I'm my dad's successor trustee. My wife is her dad's successor trustee. Um, so we're dealing with, you know, the the aftermath of two men that were very, very organized with their estate plan. They had the trust, they had the will, they had things funded and all that stuff. But 
there's so many different little things that come up because you're trying to take a person's life that they have run for 85 years, all the little things going on, and then they die. And now you have to kind of sort it all out, finish everything up, make the distributions. And what I'm seeing is even people like my dad that were really super organized. He was an estate planning attorney, so he was very organized. He had his stuff in his trust. He had his cars in his trust. He had his bank accounts, retirement accounts, uh, all, everything he did right, okay? It still, though, is taking me a long, long time because there's little things that pop up, reassessments of property, all kinds of things. But that's a good estate plan. The people that have these estate plans that we've been dealing with, my associate Rich and I here at GQ Law, we've got a couple of estate plans where we're looking at it going, I can't read this thing. I have no idea what this says. I can't interpret it as an attorney. The people that drafted it are dead. The kids are now trying to resolve it, and there's a fight over what's supposed to happen. It's a blended family. There's this fight going on, and the trust is garbage. It was written poorly, even if you – know, even. A, a, a non-attorney reading it goes, what does that say? So we're going through things and now we're going to have to go to court to get an interpretation of what this crummy trust says. But I'm seeing more and more people unprepared. They pass away. They maybe have a trust. Maybe it's a good trust, but their house isn't in there. They forgot to put in their cars. They don't have their bank accounts. in there. The, the beneficiary designation goes to you know the wrong place because they forgot, oops, that was my other spouse. That was yeah. prior to the divorce. I forgot to change that. I just think my plea for people is make it easier on your survivors. Make it easier on your kids. Get as organized as you can because when you die, it's a mess anyway because you die and now we miss you and now we get to deal with this stuff. And if your estate is a mess, there tends to be a lot of problems between the kids. Mm -hmm. I had a client in here last week. And they were doing a trust review. It's a listener. And he said – it was a husband and wife. And they said, I don't care what it takes. I want my estate plan fixed because I want my children to have a relationship with each other after I die. So mm, make it even. Yeah. Make it fair. Get rid of the mess. And it was a mess. We had to do a lot of changing and fixing. But he said, I want my kids to still care about each other after I die. And that to me was – it was like revelatory. Like that is what yeah. parents want. So, yeah, well, what they should want. And one of the reasons why it can be so difficult, even with the state isn't large, because uh, it, it doesn't take much uh, for there to be a mess, is because money is tight for people right now. People are mm -hmm. struggling out there. I, You know, I paid $5.69 a gallon for gas today. It is literally like $7 a carton of eggs. I mean, it is, you know, so, you know, it's a lie that inflation is just 3 or 4% right now. Yeah, I guess if you're not including gas and food, right? I mean, it's it's crazy what things cost out there. So imagine that your you know your your children are you know middle income people, and now they've got to hire an attorney and go through an expensive probate. Talk about infighting. It's tough enough if you if your your children you know have some money to be able to afford to deal with an attorney, and if they don't, you're you're not, you're just leaving your children with an absolute nightmare to deal with. Mm -hmm. On top of you know, a, a possibly a financial nightmare because probate's expensive, isn't it? It's very expensive. And it takes a couple of years. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I've got a friend right now. I've got a friend right now who's in financial trouble and her mother's gone and her mother inherited some properties up in Northern California 
um, before she married. And those properties, you know, stayed with her and in her name and in her will, she wanted them to um, her, uh, my friend's father, uh, it, it was given uh, in the will, I guess he he's allowed to control them and manage them or whatever. And then when he dies, they're supposed to be passed down uh, to my friend and her sister. But the problem is, is they both need the money now. They're not his properties. They're not supposed to go to the dad. He's supposed to be just managing them. They should have gone to my friend and her sister. And now my friend's struggling financially and she needs those properties to be sold so she can make money. But dad's girlfriend doesn't want her to have the money. Yep. I'm kind of making, you know, and it's just like because mm-hmm. her mother didn't handle it right in terms of those properties, in my opinion. Yeah. no, And that's that's the thing. If the trust isn't put together right, it's just kind of like sloppy or it's not put together right. And you don't really think of those things. It, it was a will. It problems. wasn't a trust. Those properties should have been put into a trust. And upon her passing, mm. those properties should have gone to my friend and her, and her sister. That's that. But they weren't. So it's stuck in probate for a couple of years, and that's a big mess because you can make probate last for years, two, three, four years, easy. So, you know, I per, I personally know from people, you know, how difficult it, these situations can be if things are not handled. And her mother thought she was doing the right thing. So, you know, uh, it, you know the, these this is real, and people don't think about it until it happens to them. Yeah, so tell everybody true. how they can get a hold of you, Gary Quackenbush. Go to my website, gqlaw.com, gqlaw.com. All right. Well, thank you for being here, my dear. We've covered it all. Go enjoy some tacos if you haven't had them already. And uh, we appreciate you. All righty, my dear. I appreciate you too. All right. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. All right. You too, my dear. All right. We're going to take a break and we come back. There's some crazy stories happening out there tonight. We got a crazy one for you that has to do with Colorado. Who needs Wuhan? Why do we need Wuhan? COVID was so fantastic for big pharma and for all Americans, right? That we, let's just cut out the middleman and have us something going on here in the States. We'll share that with you when we come back. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I've got a crazy story to I do got two crazy stories for y'all. I don't know which one is worse. Um, let me start with this one that I just saw. Disney World theme park is going to issue pronoun pins to their janitorial staff. What? (laughs) Yes. Hi, everyone. We are excited to introduce pronoun name tags in our area. Pronoun name tags help us understand each other more and bring a positive impact within our community. Oh, no. No. Even the poor janitorial staff who don't interact with any of the guests. I mean, it's like, uh, make it stop. 
DJ Sesame Broccolini. I, there's not any area. Next thing we know, they're going to be going after doggies and, and, you know, and you're not going to allow, they're, they're going to be transitioning dogs because, you know, they're, they're all procreating and there's too many dogs and, you know, we've got to end the, uh, what do they call the puppy mills? So let's all transgender. I mean, I don't know. There's just no end to this insanity. No, that's the thing. People don't realize, number one, it's a very, very slippery slope. So you think you're being kind by entertaining people with their pronouns. You give an inch, people will take a mile. And that's exactly what keeps happening. You keep seeing Americans, the American public. Unfortunately, guys, we have to stand up to this. It's not kind or compassionate or loving to go along with this whole transing, the indoctrination, the delusion at this point. Every single every single area of society, physically, all of the spaces that we have are becoming sites of Marxist and trans organizing, including this the theme parks now. I I don't know. It's yeah. look if you want to wage war against reality because you don't like biology and you're upset about the fact that human beings are binary. Um, that that's fine. You know what? Think whatever you want, feel however you want, but you start cramming this down everybody's throats, and that's where we have a problem. Um, well, it's and it's a constitutional violation. Nobody, in, of or, employer or anybody, yeah. has the right to force you. To say things, to compel speech. Bingo. Right? Yep. And this is what's going on in this country. This is a civil rights issue. And the Republican Party is not doing anything about it. Nobody is. Nobody's doing anything to stop this. I'm never, I, I, I love Disneyland, love the Magic Kingdom. I'm never going to set foot on one of them again. Never going to watch another Disney uh, movie in any way, shape, or form. Looks like I don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't anyway because, uh, you know, they're probably going to go bankrupt. I think they're, their gay, queer, Green Lantern movie bombed. I mean, it did bomb, by the way, which is a good sign. Yeah, people are waking up and people are canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions. And look, just while while you're on it, it's such an interesting thing to me. Five years ago, you know, you had progressives coming out with hate speech laws telling us what we can't say. Then they start redefining words, i.e. what is a woman? Now, just a couple years later, they're trying to tell you what you must say. I hope people see the game that's going on here. Totally. Absolutely. They do. And we've got uh, half the people who who see it and understand that, you know, the the Christians and conservatives uh, realize the tyranny that's involved here. And the people imposing the tyranny in these communities are are useful idiots and don't realize that the end game involves, you know, them, you know, um, being taken out just along because they're the useful idiots, right? Especially with the Democrats partnering uh, with the Islamists in this country. I mean, to show the depths of, of the, you know, moronosity, the morons out there, queers for Palestine, please take that to Gaza. Somebody, I, I, I retweeted a meme somebody put up there. There was some dude at a rally and he said, here's my plan. Uh, we'll give you 100 transgender people or LBGTQ, whatever it was, for every hostage being held by Hamas. <laughs> and, you know, he said it would be it'd be it would be good for the hostages, good for Israel, good for Hamas. And somebody said, oh, you know, Hamas doesn't have any use for LBGTQ people. And I said, oh, they got a use for them. All right. Oh, yeah. They got a use for them. 
They'll toss them off a building and enjoy it. Enjoy watching them uh, land on the ground. Um, speaking of useful idiots, uh, Megan Rapinoe. Megan, Meg, is that her name? Megan Rapinoe? Yep. Mm-hmm. She said uh, she was injured in her final professional uh, soccer game. And she said that it shows that there's no such thing as a god. That's funny. Um, I, I guess was going to say I, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I was going to take her viewpoint, um, I would say that her existence proves that there's no God. Because if the idea is that God just is supposed to make your life so perfect on earth and you're never supposed to suffer anything annoying or any aggravations or any trials or tribulations, then I wouldn't have to suffer her. Um, but you know, um, you know, she just, she is the gift that keeps on giving though, because, you know, comments like that just, just really, uh, show people what, a a, a bag of doo-doo she is. Oh yeah. What, what, a, what, what an enlightened soul. Yeah. You have to wonder <laughs> what, what kind of books does she have on her bookshelf at home? You know, who, who does she read nobody- at night? Well, there's nobody that thinks she's got, you know, in search of lost time on her nightstand. Okay. <laughs> that ain't, that ain't happening. Um, all right, let's get to the other news story. Um, I say that as though I read Marcel Proust every day, right? Yeah, um, like I've like I've managed to make it through Swan's Way. I don't know anybody who has. Um, I defy anybody to prove to me that they've made it through Swan's Way. Um, let's get to the other big story of the day, which is, um, and I'm coming to it late in the show, um, but there is a taxpayer-funded bat lab i don't know if it's under construction yet but it's i mean let that alone sink in a covid lab i'm pretty sure it's covid do we know if it's covid do we know if it's going to be a lab in the state of colorado that is going to involve bats it's taxpayer funded let me pull up my little article here i thought i could remember all of the the goods on it Mm-hmm. Hang on just a second. I want to make sure I have all the details, all the gory details on it. I don't know. I saw something about bats and it already makes yeah, me a little um, nervous. It's a $12 million taxpayer funded NIH research research facility in Colorado. It's going to import bats from Asia and infect them with deadly diseases. And this is linked to the same uh, organization, uh, EcoHealth Alliance, which was the same one that was at the center of the COVID lab situation in Wuhan. So we've got bats. We've got dangerous diseases. This is this is the same thing all over again. So, you know, I guess the idea was, you know, it works so well for Big Pharma and Fauci and the NIH and the NIAID and the CDC and the FDA and all the rest of them that, hey, let's just cut out the middleman. Let's just let's just start it up here. With taxpayer money, Sesame Broccolini. Yeah, that's the that's always the the real kicker for me is this uh, this idea that we have to our hard earned dollars are taken from us by force and we don't get a say in how they're used and oftentimes they're used to fund evil. Um, so yeah, it just really really 
all the way around is awful, but especially because all of this is happening on our dime. Our dollars are used to censor us. Our dollars are used to create uh, infectious things or, or diseases or leak them or whatever. It's the gain of function research. It's I, I'm not a scientist, but what I do know is that we're not getting straight answers from people like Fauci, the NIH, Francis Collins. And that's the big takeaway for me is this whole trust us because we're the experts. Yeah. So just let us work behind the scenes and we don't need to report to you and we're not going to explain it to you and just cross your fingers and hope that we're not creating terrible things in these labs. Um, well, and right. Hope and just hope <laughs> and pray that those things are never leaked quote unquote into the public uh, god forbid how right? do you how do you contain it there's there's and what is the purpose behind this they're saying that uh the lab will quote boost america's ability to study the role of bats in disease transmission and help us become even stronger in researching emerging zoom zoonotic pathogens this is crap. This is the same crap that led to this COVID-19, and it is going to involve uh, some of the most deadliest transmissible pathogens, including Ebola, the Nipah virus, and COVID-19. How convenient for them to, oh, this is going to be in, in America's best interest to study these bats and do gain of function and take all these diseases and whip them up, and then suddenly they're going to be leaked out into society, and then here we go again with another pandemic that they're get to, and by the way, this they're coming out with this at the same time uh, that they're working with the World Health Organization, the UN, and the World Economic Forum to give... Uh, you know, sovereignty or health nation, national health sovereignty over to a bunch of uh, globalists who, when they're, the next pandemic comes around, uh, then they're going to be able to c seize control over our lives. It's not easy. It's not hard to see the blueprint here, to see the game plan in action. It's despicable. It's disgusting. <sighs> and I was in such a good mood laughing earlier about Elbowgate. All right, we're going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't go away. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. All right. So I think it's pretty clear after the last Republican debate who the neocon rhino darling is, and it's Nikki Haley. And she never, I've been hashtag never Nikki going back to her South Carolina governor days. I didn't even want her at the UN. And here's here's the reason, you know, she was elevated to a position she didn't deserve. Now she's running uh, for president of the United States. And of course, uh, the establishment is looking to figure out how they can bump off Trump, you know, uh, and I mean that figuratively in a way for her to step in and take the, the position. And she never disappoints me. She never uh, doesn't prove me right about her and that she is a hardcore uniparty hack. And today uh, it's kind of gone viral, some comments that she made about social media. Sesame Broccolini, if you can play the clip. 
When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Wow. Wow. Talk about a dictator in a dress. No, hell no. It makes me so mad listening to that the second time. Trying to control p- behavior by uh, by outing people. That's the game plan. If we force you to say who you are and not allow you to be on social media unless you give your full name, you'll therefore mind your P's and Q's. And then what? Talk about taking us to a social credit system. That's the next step for it. I have every right to, I, and, and should maintain the right to go on there and use whatever name I want to use and use a picture if I want a picture or not. And, and worse, says me, Broccolini, it's always under the guise of protecting us. Oh no, it's about protecting power for the uniparty. What a hack. Your thoughts. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> I just don't like anything about about this idea. Obviously, look, it's just, it's just it's frustrating, and I hope people realize this. Uh, what she's calling for is so completely unconstitutional and antithetical yeah. to everything that makes this country America. It's uh, and look, this whole promise of security. Number one, based on what the DHS is doing now and what they've been doing um, in recent years, I don't think they're even capable of creating this perfectly secure state. I think this is a failed state run by, frankly, well, clown politicians like some, mm-hmm. like Nikki Haley and her cronies, who would do anything to control the narrative to get access to everybody's social media activity and then to start punishing dissidents because that is where this goes to your point. This goes to, you know, a a social credit system where it's difficult to get a small business loan because we know who you voted for, or we know what you said 10 years ago about some candidate that nobody even remembers today. Um, But that's right. That's what the deep state will do to you. Um, They will, they will. And that's what the AT that's, this unchecked Leviathan bureaucracy, they just want all of the power. People forget that this is how we lose a republic. A republic yes. is, re- it revolves around a power sharing arrangement. Their legitimacy in Washington comes from us, government at yes. the consent of the governed. Now, here's where it gets right. scary, it- though, because a lot of Americans today seem to be interested in having oh, more yeah. surveillance. That's what well, scares yeah. me, too, because. What happens if people agree to this in mass numbers and start voting for it? What if they well, vote yeah, because, for the police state? Well, if, exactly. She used the term civility, i.e., uh, what is going to be acceptable to uh, the government. In fact, uh, you know, speaking of the police state and surveillance, people are many people are applauding Kathy Hochul, who said I, pu- I pulled oh, a clip yesterday about yeah. surveillance from social media. If you can play that. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts, what's being said on social media platforms, and 
we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit, has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all of this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to, find, to hide any indications of what their religious beliefs are. We expect to see people celebrating their lives, walking about freely. I can't listen. And that is no longer the case because people. I, I, you know, just this is just unbelievable. This is happening in the United States of America. We're monitoring social media sites for hate speech, and we're going to reach out to them. In what way are these jackboots going to be reaching out to people? And how are they going to affect change from the people they reach out to? Coming, coming soon will be arrest. We see this happening all over Europe. And this is what's coming to the United States of America. Oh, and, and, and what you see in Europe, too, is, and this is just so twisted, but while people, while, while young Muslim men come in from Arabic countries and start waving around the Palestine flag or whatever flag it is, British police officers are arresting British men, naturalized citizens, for waving their own flag on their own yep. country's soil. This is called conquest via democracy. And this whole government security state is just another form of conquest. They're thinking all day long, how can we undermine the Constitution and your God-given rights without an act of legislation, without tipping off the American people? How can we subtly and cleverly and slyly do this? We got to keep it covert. We got to keep it Mm -hmm. quiet. We got to psyop the American people into thinking this is about national security so that way we can buy the their acceptance. We're basically bribing them with propaganda. And then the people only realize after the fact, after it's too late, that they've created a monster that is capable of their own undoing. Because that's what this, that's what this national security state is. It's like a shadow government that will slowly wage war on the American people, this nation, its founding values, and they will start controlling the narrative, going after dissidents, And I just can't believe more Americans aren't standing up against this, especially after stuff like the Hunter Biden laptop story. The FBI is using our taxpayer dollars to meddle in elections so they can explicitly give Joe Biden a talking point in the third presidential debate. This is Mm -hmm. this is yeah, we've lost. We're losing our election integrity. And part of it is absolutely these intelligence agencies and all of this, you know, monitoring of speech. We have to control the narrative so that way we can control how you think Mm -hmm. about things, what you think about things, how you vote. That's they don't want people that are independent and 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 capable of self-governance. That's not what they want. Right. So and then they want to tag team that with surveillance uh, control the message, you control minds. And one of the ways that they can, are going to also control minds is by surveilling you. And if you're not, uh, you know, saying something that they consider civil or otherwise, uh, you know, then there's grounds for punishment. There was very little daylight between, in my opinion, between what Nikki Haley is talking about and Governor Hochul. And next, we're going to be seeing enforcement uh, plans 
coming coming across. Um, it's incredibly disturbing, and we all need to be aware of it. We need to be uh, sharing this with people. Uh, download this podcast. If you're not hearing that clip anywhere and you're listening to this interview, you can download this podcast wherever uh, you get podcasts and have somebody listen to it. They need to understand what the Uniparty's plan is for this country before it's too late. Thanks for being here tonight. Thanks to my guests. Love you all. Email me at andreacasio.com, andreacasio.com. Follow me on the socials. We'll be back tomorrow on hump day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.